Hey there, friends. He Said, He Said is brought to you by Bar Sue, your friendly, slightly divey neighborhood cocktail bar located at 1407 14th Avenue in Seattle. So next time you're on the hill with your girlfriends and you're a little thirsty, stop by Bar Sue and get a drink. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now let's get this show started. The shit that you say. What are you talking about? <laughs> just my life. Just like well, I'm sorry that you decided to make mashed potatoes and mushrooms in my drink. Okay, so first of all, we are having spiked kombucha, uh, which is a thing. So Pacific Northwest. It's a thing. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Jay. <laughs> and I'm Ray. And this is He Said He Said, the podcast that makes you go hmm. Every week. Wait, so First of all, what self-respecting gay adult males do not have fizzy water in their refrigerator? That's your life. Uh, oh, just mine. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was like, still, bitch. I mean, no. I you oh, please. The way you drink Lacroix like a damn Parisian fresh. Fish. No, fresh. <laughs> fresh. I mean, I've been drinking. How much drinks I've have you had? <laughs> Well, before we get started, we wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast because every week we love for you to come on back. Grab a snack and come on back, okay? Okay, don't try to steal Wendy right. Williams. Get a plate and don't be late, bitch. Um, and ultimately, the more people we have in our in in our group, the more fr- fun we can have with the group. How you doing? I don't know what I just said. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but, okay, go yeah, on. Yeah, that's my that's spiel, it? bitch. That's it? No more? Okay. No. Also, please, as we have um, said many times. So graciously have announced. Yes, come out if you're in the Seattle area to see us on July 31st for our last bingo of the summer. So we will be at Bar Sue, be there or be square. And we got something sweet to announce. So if you get there and you come, you'll know what the announcement is. Yeah. So, you know, we'd like <laughs> to see you there. And we'd also like to see you there with at least one or two friends. Um, because the more people you bring out, the better it is for everyone. So oh, absolutely. Um, we would love Cheers to see you there. to that. Indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on to the actual substance of the show and why we're here. What is your love it or shade it? My this week? love it is naps. Uh, ultimately we wait, talked about it in the wait beginning, bitch. Wait. And I just am loving naps. And I'm I sorry. Feel like, I feel as if I feel as though I'm judged because I like to nap and I'm an adult. So I want to just put that out there and we can unpack why you judge me about my nap. Oh, specifically, you're being judged by me. I not mean, by like you're the, the only one in the room. You don't think that the world judges? No, because adults, adults like naps. Okay. <laughs> Do they? Yes. I mean, who doesn't love a good half an hour cat nap? <laughs> Okay, so I don't judge you for taking naps. Okay, because okay. I Come do on. see the value in taking naps, from especially time to with time. me, because you know I get angry if I don't sleep, just like you get angry when you don't eat. <laughs> oh, bitch, that's true though. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, you love sleep on a level that I don't feel like I've seen in a lot of other adult 
human. What, what does that mean? Let's unpack that. You love sleep. Like you sleep. Like people sleep, and then there's you. You sleep. Like you can sleep, sleep nine, ten hours a night and be like perfectly happy. Oh yes. If if I could get nine hours of sleep every night, I would be. I think you do get nine. No, hours I don't of sleep most nights. No, you know? no, I don't. Are you sure about That's that? That's what I don't. So the reason why it's a lot. Have you done the me, math? Yes. Okay. If I go to bed at, at um. 11 11 30 11 girl you're pushing it with well when you say see, the, this is also another difference y'all that he doesn't under, that ray doesn't understand getting into bed and going to bed there is a difference mm-hmm. that's in my life and i know it but if you go to sleep at 10 and get up at seven that's nine hours no it's not it is Okay, well, I I would say that I don't I only get maybe eight night hours of sleep okay. most nights, All right. and I would like girl. nine or ten. So that's why you take the naps to make up for whatever yeah. you subsidize like for the moments of which I need to you know be awake. Not subsidized. Isn't that a word? <laughs> it is a word, but I don't think you're using it right. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to use my um, you meant backlog. you meant supplement. I'm trying to use the backlog of race final words in my life, okay? So, because supplement is when you're like... Because a fern gully, I don't know what I'm going to say that. And shout out to YOLO last week. Oh, that was so... It was such a it good It was time. a good episode. It was we a had really lots episode. of fun. It really was. Child, and, but, and she was in these streets as a street team, so shout out to that. We okay, appreciate listen. her leg work or finger work. And, ooh, oh, or tongue okay, work, bitch, depending on how... This is going in a wrong direction. <laughs> Peach challenge became a trend in her inbox, bitch. I meant fingers on the phone, not oh, like okay, anything bitch, That's dirty. your life. All right. That's fine. Okay, we'll move on. So my shade it this week is to R. Kelly's crisis manager, Daryl Johnson. So if Darryl? you haven't. Oh, he's the one with the um the dreads. Yeah. If you haven't heard, he stepped down for personal reasons this week. He had a family emergency. It, it was not a family emergency. This was actually hours after he appeared on CBS this morning with Auntie Gail. And so Auntie Gail asked it, him, she said, okay, so would you leave your daughter? And he was so and wait, he said, quick. And he, he said, like, hell no. He said, I would not. He first of all said no, like like immediately. As and then he, he should. And then he said, I would not leave my daughter with anyone that's accused of being a pedophile. Oh, well, you was you was crisis managing that. So, and that's my thing. So, my shade it is to people out here who wants to cash a check. They, I mean, it's it's cashing a check. It's compartmentalizing the wrongdoing of others for your own gain. So it's mm-hmm. like you know you'll hear it often. Um, you know, defense attorneys saying, oh, well, everyone deserves an, a, a good defense. No, they don't. If they did that shit, they should be pleading guilty, first of Ooh. all, if they did it. And then they should be doing their fucking time. So, no, everyone doesn't deserve a good defense because some shit is in the fucking fencible. Mm-hmm. So, did you know that um, the girls, they I read online that the girls have, um, they have found representation and they're... They both they're looking for they, agents. Mm-hmm. When you say representation, you mean like in Hollywood. Yes, because they're trying to be... That's know. some bullshit. I'm over the two of them. I mean, I'm not... not. So I have conflicted feelings about the two of them because I feel like they're not really thinking clearly. Child, but well, they are real, adults. Whatever her name is, that bitch, she got her butt done and her titties done. But so they are... Ready. Right, but they are adults. So that's where it's kind of like, okay, I get that Like you're not thinking clearly, but trying to make it in Hollywood... 
Because they're trying to bring back the, I guess, their image as that people. Sounds, but no one cares about them. That's that sounds like, ridiculous. Just like, what's me. his name? He not. He is not R. Kelly's crisis manager. What's his name? Daryl Johnson. Is it Darrell? Darrell. Daryl. He is not available. Like Darryl to me. But, I mean, that's my thing. So, like, my shade is to people who capitalize on the misdeeds of others. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in this case, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, that Daryl knows that there's truth to what's going on here. And I'm sure that he rationalizes it by saying, oh, but this is my job. And of course, you know, I this is my job to help people to get through these types of crises. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, because R. Kelly doesn't need to get through this. And when Gail calls you on it and says, Uh would you leave your door with him? And you say, like, without missing a beat, like he didn't even stutter. He said, no. Nope. It's like, so of course you stepped down. And you know why you stepped down? Because you shouldn't have taken the fucking job in the first place. Oh, my. So shade it to you, Daryl. Darrell, <laughs> whatever your name is. So getting on <laughs> whatever your the name topics is, this week, Darrell, Darrell. So the first topic in unfiltered and unbothered is futures bodyguard. Why do you say it like it's an announcement? <laughs> what do you mean? Is because it's, that's to build excitement. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bitch, they're listening. They're already excited. I mean, but you know, we can still help them be even more excited. Okay, bitch. Now who's shady ass bitch? Um, so <laughs> Future's bodyguard, if you haven't heard, was attacked in Ibiza, Spain. So you may have seen the video, and I know um the video that I initially saw, it was essentially like you could hear this group of guys, um, they're like yelling things, and then you see this man, this very big, very like, you know, tall black man walking. I think he's black. And then um, you see someone much smaller than him walk up behind this person well, like and a brick or something? jump up and hit them on the side of their head. And then the person goes down. Was and after that, you see Future, who is not actually anywhere near any of what's going on, like kind of walking. He's walking kind of at a brisk pace, I guess you could say. Ahead, not, a brisk not looking back and just like moving on and getting along with his business for, you know, whatever he needs to do that day. Pace. So at first people were like, oh, you know, um, you know, uh, Future's bodyguard got knocked the fuck out. And like Future pretended like he didn't know what was going on and was like running away. So apparently and this is based on sources. So, you know, take it for what it is. Apparently, these this group of guys, and I think it was like ten guys, apparently or allegedly or supposedly, who that's a lot of lees, <laughs> all the lees, who approached Future and asked for a picture, and apparently he said, "Not today, guys." And this was apparently because he was on a long flight and didn't want to take a picture. Whatever. Like, as far as I'm concerned, if a celebrity doesn't want to take a picture, they should not have to take a picture. That's fine. But apparently, these guys then began hurling racial slurs and other epithets toward future and the bodyguard and the bodyguard actually stepped in and what is being reported as is that the bodyguard actually did beat up quote unquote i don't know what that means several of the guys before this person then walks up to him and sucker because essentially he was sucker punched yeah with what they're referring to as a rock and that's why he went down. What you saw was the aftermath. People were trying to help the bodyguard. He was bleeding from the face, which is at first I didn't understand why he was bleeding, but it, apparently it was because he was actually hitting the head with a, a hard, blunt object. This is interesting to me for a few different reasons. First, I think in the in light future of, is trash. 
that's and that's fine. And future can be trash, but that doesn't mean that this is an incident that should have occurred. And I think that in the in light of what happened with ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. that um, you know, <laughs> future obviously at least having some good sense, um, mm, you know, out, outside of the bedroom because you know he loves making the babies. Um, but outside of the bedroom, having good sense, he's like, I don't want to be involved in this because what I read is that the bodyguard actually was able to get future out of the area to wherever he needed to get, and all this happened after future was already out of the area and going to wherever he needed to go. And the interesting thing for me, though, is what Future said after the Mm -hmm. fact. So his statement after the video started going around was basically these fake goons asked to suck my dick for a picture. I told them, no, that's all caps and in with five O's, ellipses, dot, dot, dot. Apparently, they get angry and do some sucker shit. Again, ellipses. I left the airport. They edit the video. They filmed and sent it to the blocks. Real, real tough guys. What they did to security, I didn't see, period. I'm not a witness to anything. Leave me out. Anything have to do with this incident. First of all, proofread. Really? Uh-uh. You, you are a public figure. Child, well, maybe he doesn't think about his future. <laughs> so, again, I think he really wants to distance himself from this situation because he's not trying to be ASAP Rockied, if, if we can use that as a term. As an adjective. So, I think that that is really what's happening here. For me personally, when I read his statement, there was a bit of homophobia that I felt like was kind of coming through you. there where I was like, okay, so whoever the sources were didn't say anything about, you know, any fellatio or anything happening. I mean, it surprised me kind of because I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, you know, that has nothing is a real thing that has nothing to do with what's at hand here. Deflection but I is a real thing. I think that, you know, celebrities and, and probably more specifically these rap stars are going to probably need to be careful when they're in these foreign countries because they have huge targets on their backs. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that future is trash. I think that in this situation... (laughs) Okay, you said that. (laughs) He's just trying to save face, and he's trying to tell everybody that he was not a part of it, so he doesn't get questioned and doesn't be in jail like ASAP Rocky's two good girlfriends that are in jail with him as well on yoga mats so future is trying not to live that life Uh, i also think that future needs to just sit down and not be on his phone typing out some ellipses after every single sentence because (laughs) you look foolish okay what is future's real name i have no idea you know i don't follow future either do i the only time i ever hear about future usually is having something to do with some kids or a baby's mom or sierra sierra you know it's never really anything that's productive well he released his new the newest i guess album oh yeah that was supposed to be like emo or whatever yeah we don't review that kind of shit and um i guess he's out promoting it Mm, currently that's good for him you know what i hope the bodyguard is okay i I I do too ultimately i think that the world is looking at everyone that has to do with America and associating us us with forty five, so they want us to look foolish just like us, like just like forty five. Yeah, I know. I that's mean, the goal. That's what's happening. That and it just goes to show you that it's like There's you no know respect. this whole idea, and not even an idea, but like the reality that um, you know hip hop is consumed very largely by white audiences, um, but that does not mean. That, you know, these people who are consuming the music are not 
racist or you know what i mean like it's true it just kind of goes to show you you know racism is everywhere it is it's 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 pervasive so come on pervasive it is (laughs) i just know that this fucking potato salad i'm drinking (laughs) what the potato salad you made me um so the next story is tyra banks so she actually um was interviewed by was it the wall street journal Mm mm-hmm and they were discussing just a lot of things. And one thing that stuck struck out stuck out and a lot of people were reporting on were her recounting some um situations, if you will, with <laughs> Naomi Campbell uh-huh. and feeling a certain type of way. So the host recalls that she had very painful early days in Paris as much as I was booking as much as I was booking every single fashion show. Is this people, a quote? Yes. Okay. You know what, bitch? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I thought maybe you, you were booking I was fashion shows, bitch. Yes. My childhood. Where are those coins, bitch? Uh, <laughs> Show me In the, the piggy coins. bank, bitch. <laughs> um, so it was a very painful, you know, people didn't know I was going home at night crying my eyes out because a woman I was looking up to that seemed like she just didn't want to be there. Like, just didn't want me to be there and was going, doing everything in her power to make me go away. She continues, and that person being Naomi Campbell. Tyra continues saying, I don't understand that. A, I didn't understand that as a young girl, like, why is she doing this? This is so evil. This is so awful. The, the adult me understands that she was reacting to an industry that was all about a token. When I came into the scene, Naomi, look out. There's another black girl that's going to take your spot, people were saying to her. So there was ultimately, like, this rivalry that was that begun between the two of them ultimately before they really even got to know each other. And it was because as Tyra said, the industry at that time, even now it's really about token being the only and Naomi was like slaying the game. Bitch, the bitch still is slaying the game. And, they were put against each other. It was kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, so the interesting thing about this story for me, there's a couple things. So first of all, level set because you know i love the level set uh, you love a bitch if naomi, it ain't level you ain't set <laughs> naomi and tyra are th- they are only three years apart in age mm-hmm. so they they are contemporaries as far as age is concerned yeah but to your point and even to tyra's point the thing that i kind of loved about this article and what tyra was saying about what was happening is another quote which Tyra made it very clear. She said it was, and this is a quote, it wasn't a rivalry. Mm -hmm, She -hmm. says, I'm very sensitive to that word because a rivalry is between two equals to me, whereas one was very dominant. Obviously, that's Naomi. She was a supermodel. And at the time, Tyra was new girl on black. Right. And I was just this new girl that had got on plane on a plane from Paris and was studying fashion and magazines. So, you know, she's saying, and, and it makes sense. And I kind of, um, I had to, um, you know, look up their histories by the late eighties, Naomi Campbell was already a supermodel. Mm-hmm. And this was a time period where Tyra was really just getting started. And the other thing that, um, that Tyra explained was that, Hey, you know, these white models were not being compared in the same way. Mm-hmm. They weren't like, look out, another brunette is on the loose. You no. know what I mean? It's like, so, but she's saying that when she came on the scene, people were saying to uh, Naomi, hey, you need to guard your spot because uh-huh. there's only room for one. 
And Lord Jesus, that's still a mindset of a lot of black people in a lot of different industries these days where they think that they need to be the only one. We could do a whole show on that. Which some people think it's a benefit to be the only one. They really feel it's a benefit to be that token, to be the one, you know, and they can control that space. But it was just really interesting to me, too, because, you know, she's kind of like saying, okay, well, at the time I did not realize why this was happening. You know, I took it super personal. Um, But now looking back at it in my 40s, I can see what was going on that, you know, this was something that was really being perpetuated by the industry. Yeah. That made Naomi feel like she needed to be, um, you know, self-conscious about me coming in. And then they had like a squash. They had they squashed their beef, I guess, on live television when Tyra had her um, her talk show. And I believe she had her on Naomi on and they talked about about this. So, yeah. Um, they, whatever beef or whatever baggage they had, they were able to talk and work through, yeah, um, behind the scenes and then also in front of the camera. Ultimately, they're both doing the damn thing. Oh, for like, sure. Tyra's, out and here. I would argue that Tyra has, you know, so first of all, she's diversified her exactly. assets. And let's, so let's not, first of all, I never would want to diminish Naomi because she would be someone who obviously opened the door for her. I mean, she's also still working as a 47 And she's still woman. actually modeling. And she's like one of the oldest models ever to book such campaigns. Right. So she's breaking molds, not only as being like, you know, one of the first or probably, well, no, one of the first black supermodels. Um, so there's that, which means that you open the door for, for a Tyra to walk in. And then she's also breaking the mold because she's still modeling like mm-hmm. into her mid 40s. Or late, I don't even know how but old she's. she's at I think this she's point. kind of started to diversify her, um, her work, like yeah. with, with acting, and, yeah, and such. In, well, actually, she went to like I was reading about her. She actually went like to a performing arts school. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I was like, because I mean, her acting, as far as I've seen, like on Star, I mean, it isn't the best. It's not the worst. I mean, she's dramatic. It isn't the worst, but it's she's also not herself. the best. I mean, did you see that fucking video that was going around of her? sidebar where she's like cleaning her first class yeah that's international you. that is plane you. seat with like disinfecting that wipes you. that is not me i don't disinfect the plane i bet you you were like oh i should do that next time i got on a plane didn't you i'm not gonna say that i was not thinking that that was a exactly good i saw it exactly but the thing is we need to be exposed to different like germs and stuff she like was that. like not today clorox clean up <laughs> so i mean i, I to Do your it point in a british accent no i am not doing british accent today but i am you know i'm glad to know that like they actually squashed the beef but why i think this is important and i think that it it's a good thing for tyra to bring up because there were a couple articles i read that were shady where they were like why is tyra even still talking about mm-hmm. this Mm-hmm. But my thing is, in corporate America, I see this. And not even just corporate America, but being in Seattle, being in an area where, you know, you often or, you know, you can be the only or one of a few black people in a room. This shit is real. Uh-huh. That whole idea of people thinking that they need to be, you know, occupying this space as the only one is real. And those people will lash out at you as the other black person to Whether, try to make yeah. you feel small. Shit, that so, happens That happens when you're... It, and it's not only just race either. It's also gender, gender and other identities. Very true. Uh, and so it's... Yeah, child. I'm glad that she's out here talking because, listen... Yeah. It's messy in these streets, and sometimes we need somebody with a broom to clean it up. 
and disinfectants <laughs> to clean up the mess too. Speaking of someone who thinks that they have a room to clean things up, Matthew Knowles. Oh, come on, Matthew. <laughs> so Matthew is actually getting into the marijuana business with an asterisk. So oh, with an asterisk. Yes. So um, he. I mean, is, he is getting in. He's getting into the marijuana business. Child, you know, I read also that he smokes. For medicinal reasons. Oh, okay. He must be be in a state where it's not legal. Medicinal. (laughs) So, um, he actually has signed He probably was high when he came up with the musical idea for Mm -mm. Destiny's Child. No, I think he was sober for that. (laughs) But he has signed on as Chief Marketing Officer of Ban... Now, I don't know if this is how you pronounce it. If it's Banji. It's probably Bangi Incorporated. I think Banji is funnier. Which is a company that buys and leases real estate for weed farms and dispensaries. So, again, Mm. it is... it's in the industry, but it's more of an adjacency than like actually being in the weed business. Um, so what he said is that um, to your so he's point, not in the kitchen making edibles, exactly. And he does partake in marijuana for medicinal reasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he clarified that he is going to be helping them to buy land. They'll be leasing it back to the growers, the dispensaries, and the extraction companies. And he'll be putting together Bangi's global marketing (laughs) campaign. (laughs) And what he said is that I'm, and this is a quote, I'm a marketing guy. I like to think outside the box. I like to be on the beginning of a trend and not at the end of it. Oh, excuse me. And coincidentally, and I don't know if you read this in your research, but Jay-Z actually also, at the same time, there was some type of an announcement that he is involved with... Chief brand strategist. Khalifa, exactly. So he actually... And I loved reading about this because, first of all, something I was not aware of. Well, see, I also think that Jay-Z's part in this company is actually a little... It makes more sense than it doesn't feel as much of a uh, a, a wallet sh- gain. Agreed. It feels more of like a strategic leveraging my voice. Right. Where Matthew was just pinching pennies to pay Paul. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Destiny's Child said, can you keep up? I mean, you he's you getting that my... money, though. He's getting that money from that music for not they doing They said, any you make me want to throw my page out the window, No, bitch. don't do that. <laughs> So in MCI bitch, pages ain't around no more. Uh, MCI, MCI ain't, around. ain't around no more. Child, <laughs> AOL MCI, ain't around no was more. Was MCI even around when they made that song? Yes. Okay. Speaking of the writing on the wall, celebrate twenty years I this past week. That Do is crazy, bitch. Now? Thou shall not hate. Mm. Thou shall not be old. Mm. Thou shall not continue. Okay. <laughs> So getting back, Get so, so Kaliva, that was the album that changed the group, bitch. It did. No, that's true. It went from the four girls to the the three girls, bitch. That is very true. In the middle of the promotion of that uh-huh. album, boom. So say my name, bitch. Jay Z will actually be involved in outreach programs such as job training, advocacy, and workforce development. And so, and justice. this is specifically to help create more opportunities in the industry for people who were negatively affected by the war yes. on drugs because. If you think about it, and I don't know if we've ever really talked about this on a pod, but like the war on drugs, a lot of that was marijuana. But a lot he, of it was what, not that's why he's focusing on social justice around the issue. Right. And a lot of, you know, 
the war on drugs as a kind of like a macro idea was this whole period. This was in the eighties when a lot of black men were taken out of the homes for drug activity. And a lot of that drug activity was marijuana, not Mm -hmm. the harder drugs that you think about when you think of the quote unquote war on drugs. So I think that that is amazing. And to your point, I feel like what Jay-Z is doing is a little bit And this is what I want to say, um, Miss Kim Kardashian. Oh Lord, here we go. Okay. Jay-Z is <laughs> I out here. I felt like this was going to come Jay-Z up. Jay-Z is out here doing things silently or he's making documentaries not about himself but about the actual cause and you're in these streets studying to be a motherfucking take my child to work day lawyer <laughs> and and then you're going to be in these streets on a documentary sharing what you're the work you're doing. Listen girl, it feels like this is this is an example of someone using their voice and not being the voice. That's mm. a really good point that you're making. And I think that I'll take what you said and take it one step further. It's, um, you know, being the voice and not being the face, mm-hmm. which is. And I think that that's the thing that that's where Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians will always struggle. Whereas to the point that you just made. Jay-Z is involved in all these different projects where you will never see his fucking face. You'll only know that he was a part of it because it's been reported that he's a producer know, or whatever. So in Kim Kardashian's case, it's too many cuz Okay. Oh, come on. In her case, she has trouble separating herself like visually she wants to be the face of everything so mm. she would not say okay let's make this documentary but i don't want to be on camera I just of course she's going to be on camera it. i just want to produce she's it. always going to be on camera and that is part of the problem that we always you and i and you know i think i can speak for you in this case we'll always have that problem with her because it's like you want to be you want to insert yourself in this in a way that feels inappropriate and ultimately you know what i think it is i'm what? gonna say this what, what are you gonna say is i believe I'm she's scared. doing what she's doing because she's trying to re- Retain the black audience to her husband because her husband is out here saying white people should play him in a documentary <laughs> and and saying that look, all these other look. foolishness. But then she's out here doing what he should be doing for his culture. Look. So what she's doing is she's saving face for their brand and he's out here and their brown children. Okay, and he's out Let's here not forget that, and he's out here tarnishing th- their brand. All of the Kardashians foolery. have brown children, except for the oldest one who doesn't. Well, all like the Kardashians have appropriate p- culture, but so, so just to let you and know, the Jenners, bitch. What Jay is referencing, Caitlyn, oh, how Kylie true. Jenner out in these streets with all that's these curves, true. and bitch, you are you are white. I know you are not Armenian. Remember when she had no lips, no lips, and no hips, girl. The lips and the hips, they don't lie, girl. Mm. Now you got plump, <laughs> pump, dump, dump. I plump, plump, dump, dump. And I digress, bitch. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I cannot with you. But yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see what develops, bringing it full circle. Um, in the cases of both Matthew Knowles and Jay Z, well, you know, low key, Jay Z is not going. You know, Beyonce low key has him on a do not call list. Who? You know, Matthew. Matthew. No, I think their relationship. Is I don't better. know. With I feel like, grandchildren. I don't I think know. It's Maybe, but I just also feel like he. I don't know. Like, I, I but, don't what know. don't you know? You they, they, you I feel like know. Beyonce is not trying to mix business and pleasure no more. She said, "Not with him." What's the not, pleasure part? What are you talking that's about? That's her daddy. You know, business and family, and not pleasure. Okay, but you know, I was confused. But you, you know, like I just am like, I'm not. I feel like she probably is like, "Listen, <laughs> you can go find the land, and Jay Z is gonna be the man because I'm good." I don't think there is as much messy. Um, you know, in that dynamic. I hope anymore. not because you know she got fifty eleven kids now, and right. he wants to see his baby exactly. daddies. 
I mean, she wants to see his grandchildren. And also his, I know Beyonce has a younger sister that is the age of blue. So I think it would be really important oh, for wow. them to go on play dates. About that. I forgot about that. That actually is pretty fucking Maybe messy. he was high when he was doing that. Uh, yeah. But speaking of messy. What's uh, the next? Nicole motherfucking <laughs> Murphy. This bitch in these streets. Even though her body is goals in life. Like I'm trying to be her age. Especially at her have, age. Because isn't she like 50? But her face though of mm. recent, it looks a little different. Her face was never my like, favorite. Like, I don't know, and I don't know what happened in her life. Her face was never my favorite. But her body is something serious. Well, she was out vacationing with Antoine, F- 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 whatever his name Fuqua. is. Fuqua. Fuqua, bitch. And um, at first I thought he had a little bill be- beer belly, but. No, he then, is built. Then I was like, oh, that's just, you know, fat over, but over. Oh, um, don't do that. That's just fat over, you know. I'm not mad at his muscles. body. I was looking at his body like, was cute. oh, okay, I don't remember you looking like that. Well, if you don't know who he is, it's fine. He was the training day director. He was photographed with his wife because he's married. Lastly, in February. Okay, well, but who's his first, wife? That's important. She's an actress, Leela Rashawn. You remember uh, Leela, right? What was, what she, was she in? in? Waiting to exhale. Oh, bitch. she was. She was in Waiting to Exhale. She was in yeah. Boomerang. Oh, come on, Boomerang. Okay. Waiting to Exhale. She had the toes that were fucked up. Well, Nicole Murphy was out on these vacationing with. At one point, she was saying were, they were just family friends, and they were simply exchanging a hello with tongue. <laughs> um, and she, she didn't say, say that, that, but the picture said that. <laughs> the tongue is you. <laughs> so TMZ had the released the photographs, and they they did this at least at two occasions. And they were definitely getting cozy, and they appeared to be interacting romantically. I didn't realize there were two separate photos. I had yes, only seen the one. the one she was sitting down, and she was leaning over. The so other I didn't see that up, one. And then she was looking at him like he was a snack, and she was a meal. It was too much. Oh, I can't. No, so the one that I saw was the one where he's in the towel. Like it was happy hour, and she got um, the burger <laughs> for half off. When he he's wearing a towel and then he's shirtless and then they're they were kissing in the mouth. But then when I went to it was I'm pretty sure it was TMZ that was reporting where I saw the second photo where they were sitting down and they were kissing. And I was well, like, how could she deny that? At first she was saying they was just exchanging hellos because apparently they, that's what you do as when a you're family. On I don't have that kind of family friends. Okay, listen, them. And she, they, she must have took a book out of Gabrielle. What's his name? Not Gabrielle Union. Oh, I, don't I don't know. Where are you going with this? What's the one that we were talking about when Besa was here? And they were on the... What are you talking about? Oh, Carmella. Carmella Anthony's <laughs> book, bitch, because I don't know about it's that It's totally life. innocent. It's fine. And then within 48 hours, she going to come out with a whole ass apology. <laughs> and she said that... Uh, here we go. She said... Initially, they were just friends, as she said. Mm-hmm. On another version now, TMZ said, without going into an entire situation, I want to apologize to my family and to Layla and the f- whatever their family's last name is for what has transpired. It was not my intention to be in this situation. I do not condone women kissing or interacting in any inappropriately, any way inappropriately with a married man. I, too, was once married, and I would never intentionally undermine another woman's despite what has been written. But sources in these streets, inclusive of what's her name, the girl, the woman, Layla Rashawn. No. Oh, oh, you're talking about um, uh, Lisa Ray. Lisa McCoy. Ray. She yeah. was stopped by TMZ of Players Ball, fame. and she low key was, and she was also in All of Us. Yes, that TV show when the with the Will Smith and mm-hmm. what you call it situation. She gonna say that this is Nicole Murphy, and this is what she did with her wife, with her husband. 
and it's what she does with all husbands. <laughs> she says she is not to be trusted. She is a low down nasty bitch. Did she did she not didn't say, say that, that, but she oh said that God. with her eyes. You cannot be. <laughs> she said that with her eyes. Sometimes, sometimes there's interpreted dancing with your eyebrows, and you I caught adding, that. Okay, so I am. Here I to never keep said you it was honest. a quote. I never said it was a uh, quote. Okay, that's fine. So. <laughs> This is, at first I was like, oh, whatever. This is not a story that we really need to talk about. Because I was like, whatever. But as it unfolded, I was like, this okay, within 48 hours, I was like, this is a whole this. ass segment. So first of all, just to give you an idea. So Antoine Fuqua is a director. He actually directed um, the movie's Training Day. I said that. Oh, you did? Okay. Shooter and I Equalizer. I don't know neither of them. So, I mean, he's... You know, he's got some some pretty substantial hits in Hollywood under Still his belt. And then we talked about shit. Lila Rashawn. And then we know that Nicole Murphy is an ex. Um, she ain't Eddie did Murphy's, much. She obviously. modeled a little bit and she had right. 16 no, uh, kids with Eddie Murphy. Much. She don't have to do much. All them kids she had with Eddie she Murphy. She had 16 kids with Eddie Murphy. They were married for 16 million years. Oh, you okay? She also was on that other show, Hollywood Exes. So Lisa Ray McCoy... Was actually married to the, Turks and come the on, Turks, prime Turks minister and K- of the Turks and, Turks and Caicos. Isn't that where people were getting killed? No. Where's um, that? that was Dominican Republic. Oh, okay. And also Costa Rica. Just Ooh, to let bitch. people know, don't drink the alcohol in Costa Rica. Oh, good. Allegedly. Um, so she, basically what came out in all of this is that, um, and actually if I'm remembering and correctly. And did say something too? She did. But what, what I'm remembering, if I remember correctly, um, is that there were rumors even back then when Lisa Ray McCoy was actually married to um, Michael Missick. Um, they were married for for two years from 2006 to 2008 that there were rumors of infidelity between Nicole and Michael back then. Mm. But again, Nicole Murphy is not like a list like she's like D, maybe D list. But, really, you know, I really was rooting for when Nicole Murphy and what's his name? Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. They were oh, so whatever. cute together. It was I mean, corny love, but I was here for it. I can't say I really cared that much because Michael Strahan, like I feel like he's really corny, but like. Maybe that's just the persona. That's a persona. People who have persona like that, I am convinced that they are actually not like that in real life, usually. Like, it feels like he's, like, on TV, he's really good morning America. He's very, very, like, all-American. I was a sports star, and I'm just very funny, and I have a gap in my teeth. And I think the gap's cute. And it's like, you know, whatever, but, like, he he had a fucking tracking device on her car, remember? Oh, bitch, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Oh, he crazy, Google it. Google he is it. crazy girl. <laughs> Bitch, but, that's but, that crazy dick. You but, don't need that. No, but now that this is coming out, like, Ooh, I mean, maybe stuff. there was something to that. So my she low down nasty bitch. She, <laughs> but be, my, she be at the drive through McDonald's driving through that. McDonald's. Don't do that. But my question really is, where are Antoine and Leela during this conversation? Mm. Well, no, the last time they were photographed was in February. Was in February. And then Nicole said... That she, it was alleged, sources are saying, allegedly. That she thought it was over. That she thought that they were they were separated. So that means Antoine, he out in these streets licking and dicking, ain't no telling what he's doing. And telling Nicole, family, friends that it's over. Because if Nicole thinks that something is done, he probably is in a club doing the same ass shit. Telling everybody that, they're, that their marriage is over. So all I know, they have they have kids that are their teenagers. Nicole has a whole ass um, Parcher's family. So. And Layla Rashawn looks very different than she did 
in the 90s. She does. Like, she's grown up. She's she's not just grown up. Let's be honest. Let's be real. She has put on a substantial amount of weight. And maybe that's stress because her man (laughs) is out here dig down everyone. And I'm not saying anything about it other than to say that she looks different. I did see some things on like Twitter where people were saying whatever like she can't be mad that now that she's fat and of course he's going to look for something First else. of all, so we're not like, going to fat shame because Exactly. It's skinny like skinny guys love you. big girls and big girls love skinny guys. So and, guess what? And not only that, even if that's the case, if you're with someone and they've changed to a point where you feel like, you know, you don't want to be in a relationship anymore, then don't be in a relationship. Don't be but out he here. But clearly is going to somebody's dishonest. gym. So why he, why he's, he's like, "Hey, listen, babe." I'm going to go to the gym. You should come with me. Let's go to motivate her. Okay? Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, when I... And ultimately, at the end of the day, if that's just her new... That's her new shape. That's her new shape. But the pictures that I've seen of her, like, what I... The first thing that went through my mind was it looks like she may actually have some type of a health Illness? condition. I hope not. That has kind of caused that. But it it's not really even not here nor there, you know, about her weight, because um, Nicole Murphy is out here pulling her own way, bitch, dicking everything down. But not only that, I'm like, where are they in this conversation? Why have they not? Why has he not released a statement? And this is the thing that happens. We're focusing almost on exclusively her. on the alleged other woman. Mm-hmm. We do this misogynistic dance every time this shit happens. It's like fucking clockwork. Mm-mm. And, you know, for me, I'm like, OK, the man should not get to skate by while the other woman is nailed to the cross. You know, this Ooh, is come this, on. You over here with words. This is one of the ways that the patriarchy, which we've talked about here sometimes, has us all conditioned to give a man a pass he most certainly does not deserve. Mm, come on, scripts. Okay, scripts. <laughs> Excuse me, shrimps. Okay, uh huh. So my <laughs> thing is, if they were doing dirt together, you know, then they both deserve to be dragged and. Um, if he had her thinking that he was single, then Child. we should be talking about him now and, and not, not her. her. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It's very messy. And that's Ooh, my it's a mess about and it. it's messy, bitch. It's a mess and it's messy. Oh, listen. You know what? We what? we are praying for both of them. We are. We also are praying for Mariah Carey in these streets because <laughs> I'm not her praying for one Mariah sweet Carey. day might just might. And not be just Mariah broken. Carey. It's funny. I always feel like boys the men gets left out of this conversation somehow. Well, you know what? It's because Mariah Carey has more number ones. But so. that's fine. But, you know, so One Sweet Day is a song that Mariah and okay, Boyz II Men so did together. You can put that get off your soapbox, It was bitch. number one for 16 weeks. Well, it's so a record. Well, so is Little Nas X. And he... <laughs> so, so are you praying from, for Mariah and Boyz II Men? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. great. They, they <laughs> both out here with Las Vegas residencies. So if you haven't heard, Old Town Road has spent 16 weeks at the top of the Hot 100, which ties it with Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's One Sweet Day, mm-hmm. as well as Luis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, and oh, Justin Bieber's Despacito. Oh, all the accents. So, <laughs> Lil Nas, actually, um, I believe it was again TMZ, because you know they'd be catching everybody in the streets. But he joked about what he plans to do if he breaks the record, which we should find out if he broke the record or not, I think within the next day or two. Yeah. Um, but he said, instead of doing my usual crying in the bathtub for five hours, I'll cut it down to three. Which he's kind of funny. You know, that's kind of his thing. He's funny on Allegedly. social media. Um, so he, they also asked him, TMZ asked him if he, if he planned to buy anything to celebrate and he responded, I may buy Mariah Carey some roses and send them to her because I love her. 
Well, you know what's interesting? I read a whole that's ass article from Billboard around this being, you know, potentially breaking the. Um, you got all the pages. You don't even know what page you're on. I know exactly uh, what page. Potentially I'm on, breaking the one sweet day record, and they proposed the question about how, why is it, why has it taken twenty, why has it taken twenty years for a, a song to break it, and how has in the last five years two songs either tied. Or potentially broken it. And they really broke down the why. And ultimately, is there's a lot of avenues that artists have to wait to promote um, and get credit for the song um, and the chart, the chart performance. And streaming is a big part of that as well. It's a huge part. And back in, that's why I think that even if he does break this, I think that we should acknowledge that. That there's an asterisk. There's an asterisk. And that like One Sweet Day was... Back in the time where bitches were buying CDs, singles, CD singles, uh, tapes, bitch, because songs were being played like crazy on the radio. On the radio, people were listening to the radio. It was a different time. Uh, it was a different time, and ultimately, I don't think that we should diminish what Little Nas X has done or has been able to achieve. Also, I don't think that we, I don't think we should ignore, you know, the the history that Mariah and Boyz II Men was able was able to make. So. You know, um, I'm ultimately cheers to him. No, cheers to and him for sure. I mean, it, what, the, you, what you all need to do is stream once we die. The other thing about this is that he has been really actively lobbying for um, people to like do remixes with him, so he stays number one. And that's one. also that's other another another way actually is if you release uh, a remix, it gets counted um, as the original. It, it gets added, added to the original. Right. So what happens is, added. It, well, it's more complicated than that. You have to have, there has to be a certain percentage of elements of the original that are still there, yes, in order for it to count. But you know, yes, you're right that like as long as you stay with, so that's why parameters. he like little Nas X released like three, three, um, three um, remixes, and that's also why he was lobbying for Mariah to jump on a yep. remix. He was lobbying for, I think, Dolly Parton to jump on a he remix. He should have did Boyz II Men and Mariah, bitch. <laughs> so Young Thug did jump on a remix. So it's a thing where, and I think that that is where the industry was kind of really watching this closely, where they're saying, okay, what does this mean? Like, is this cool? Like him, like lobbying for people to jump on a remix. Yeah, is that cool? cool? So it's just one of those things where the landscape has changed and it'll be interesting to see because you know, every now and again, Billboard changes their rules when things like yeah. this happens. Well, so, guess what? What? We're going to take a break we for are. a word from our sponsor. Already? Oh, my yes. gosh. It seems so early to take a break. Oh, bitch. Just 40 minutes. <laughs> All right. Whatever, bitch. All right, y'all. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Most of us would agree that the Battle of the Bulge can be a real bitch. So we've decided to partner with HitLab right here in West Seattle. That's high-intensity interval training. And if you're wondering where to find them, just find them on the internet at hitlab.com. That's H-I-I-T, lab, L-A-B, dot com. And if you're here in Seattle, guess what? We got you an offer. That is $7 for one week. That's $1 a day for unlimited classes for you new users. That sounds like an awesome deal. So we'd love to see you there. So we're not the only one sweating out our blowouts in the interest of health and wellness. Now, let's get back into the show. 
And we're back. Well, anyway, now that we're back, Wendy Williams <laughs> decided to announce today or yesterday or whenever it was <laughs> that she is having a biopic. Wait, I'm sorry. Did about she her story. It? Did she announce a biopic or was it announced? On I don't. It was on her show. And okay. ultimately, I really don't care about this because I feel like it's going to be trash because she's probably going to have who she had. Um act in her show her movie her biopic that was shelved before she got syndicated and that was what's her name that was married to um what's her name Child, i don't know, I don't know what you're talking about robin givens um was robin played, Giv- <gasps> played her oh. and it was it was shelf wait wasn't like, that based on like a book that she wrote it was based on lots of things <laughs> and ultimately i the story is the story when i first read about it i was like oh shit wendy williams is getting a lifetime biopic like anyone who watches the show knows that she is actually a huge fan of lifetime biopics the messier the better so i was like oh this might be Good. But then I realized that she was actually involved and is executive producing. And then I was like, so we're not going to get the real story then. We'll see. We will. And like I said, Robin Gibbons probably going to play her and it's going to be messy. But I don't feel like we are going to get the real story because she's involved as opposed to um, and, and uh, you know, we don't get the necessarily the real story when we have unauthorized biopics either, because obviously you have very different sources that are coming in saying things that may or may not be true. But what I would say is that I feel like it will be much less juicy because she's involved as opposed to if she weren't involved where we would get some really juicy Well, the, the, the people are hoping because there's people that are involved that are very much so respected. It is Will Packer who is, who did girl's trip. And then Boomerang writer La, uh, Leah Davenport. She, I, I know, bitch. Don't get mad at me because you ain't talking into the microphone. <laughs> Don't point at me, bitch. I pointed at the microphone, not at you. Get on my nerves. Okay, you're a professional talking to the mic. I am. I don't know if I would say I'm a professional. <laughs> you are. So I, I'm not a professional until these checks well, clear. Bitch, I am. So that's what that is. I'm a professional right. pro bono, bitch. Well, listen, you can you can do whatever you want, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So go on. I'm a point at you, I bitch. What you're talking about. <laughs> So apparently, there's people that are involved that are going to be that are, that they're saying this should be really juicy. We'll see. I don't care, right? So I mean, like, I'll watch it, but who knows? If Will it's Packer gonna be good. It's was probably going to be just as good as the TLC movie, which that was questionable. Will Packer was involved in that girls trip, girls That's trip, what I said, as bitch. well as I'm adding to that, stomp the yard, um, and other. Uh, he has like a couple dozen cre- um, producing credits. Some of them are kind of like. Twa, twa, twa. That, you know. What? That, you know those movies that were no, like. No, I don't. Um, who the fuck was. Um, what's her name? Um, Still don't. Those movies that were like kind of like sexual, which is weird for me because I'm like, isn't he like a holy roller? I don't know. Um, but is. like the movies with. Um, oh my God, what's her name? From Empire, the sister with the wig. She has a wig line. Um, I'll wait. 
Oh my gosh, you know who I'm talking about? Vivica. Yes, Vivica. Vivica was in the Twa movies. I don't know what Twa is. I it's don't know like Twa, 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 Twa is like Menage that. a Twa. Like that's what they're referring to. And it's called Twa. Yes, Twa, Twa two, Twa three, bitch. They have all Twas. But anyway, so is that must have been on the Chitlin circuit because I don't know nothing about <laughs> that. No, they were direct to DVD releases. Oh, not, then that must plays. Oh, then that must have been on. That must have been the DVDs that I didn't see. But that's how he cut his teeth. And then he moved on to like more reputable Cut his productions. teeth. Yeah. Like a what baby. is that? You like him when a baby is teething? No, I don't. You say cut their teeth when you're talking about yeah. someone who learns how to do something. Well, I don't know. Wendy Williams is just, try- just trying to cash into her being a headline, and oh I'm not here for God. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she living her whole <laughs> um, whole ass black China life. Oh, that's the other thing where it's like on her show recently, more recently, she's been doing a lot of name dropping and talking about hanging out with the likes of the Kardashians and Kanye and um, China and this whole Wendy in the City thing that she's doing on her show. I'm not really a fan of it. I'm waiting for her to get back to just mm. being like Wendy where she talks about something. I'm tired, bitch. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of tired, mm-hmm. these VMA nominations... MTV announced their nominations for the 2019 Video Music Awards. And, you know, there are a lot of names that you've heard. Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift. So Ariana and Taylor took the most nominations with 10 each, including Video of the Year and Song of the Year, Yawn. Billie Eilish and Lil Nas X each had, um, well, actually, Billie had nine, and Lil Nas X had eight. Um, And they're both actually vying for Best New Artist. Um, There were two new categories that were announced, K-pop, no one cares. The VMAs are just dry. (laughs) They are a little dry. Like Cheerios with no milk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. (laughs) And this guy, Sebastian Madahashkahan, is hosting, I don't know him. Who? Sebastian. Oh, I don't know. Mana Coscolo. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. Exactly. So apparently the VMAs is dry and they're dated. Or we're old and we don't care. (laughs) Well, you're old and I don't care. That's cute. That's so cute. Um, But the interesting thing this year is that Ariana Grande has actually put the award show in an interesting position because she can't be there. So even though she's been nominated for 10 awards, she actually will Why be can't she be there. She'll be unable to attend because she has tour stops the day before and the day after mm-hmm. that are, I guess, in places where she doesn't feel like she needs to be on a private jet trying to fly from. Well, they'll just do like a live sh- her um, previous tour set and then to the show. So, no, she has a day off the, sh- the day of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could make sense for them to like record her day before show. Oh, but the thing is, MTV, according to sources, likes to give awards to bodies in the building. So what that means is that if she isn't there, even though she probably has what most people would consider to be a, a, based on the nominees, the best video or whatever that she probably would be the winner. But in this case, she probably what, won't what be was because her she videos? can't be there. Bitch, you know, I don't know. Wait, let me see. Did I take notes on that? Um, I mean, you got 25 pages, bitch. I don't have that many pages, but I have a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know how you go, you go to the staples and you buy uh what is it called? I don't know what you're talking about. A packet of paper. What is it? <laughs> a ream. A ream. You got a whole ream of notes. Okay, bitch. That's cute. 
Um, I don't know. It was like whatever she released off of Sweetener. Those were the videos that were nominated for awards. It's fine. But then she has Thank You Next, too. That's what I mean. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. Wait, so then that's a question. I don't know which album is the one that they're like focusing on for the videos. Who knows? There's, I don't even remember what you're talking about. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's fine, though. But speaking about the talk of the town... What was the talk of the town? Talk of the town is ASAP Rocky, bitch. Oh, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. This is your story. So ASAP Rocky, um, he was officially charged in Sweden, uh, and he faces two years. TMZ obtained some photos of the alleged victim and the injuries, and they um, weren't the prettiest images, if you will. They were a little graphic. Uh, there was a gash and some other body parts that had blood all over them and a, a bloody finger. And then there was a streak of blood on the bicep. And a, it was just was a lot. The prosecutors tell TMZ that he will not uh, recommend the full two years sentence for, if ASAP is convicted. He will just say that the rec- he I'm sorry, he won't say what he recommends, but he says that it will depend on how the trial unfolds. Now, the trial is a little different. He rec- he says that it will start this upcoming Tuesday and will can do continue Thursday and Friday. And, by the way, a panel of judges will hear the case. So that's at least three of them, uh, four of them, and three of them have to decide uh, on an assault was, was committed for a conviction. So if there's a tie, this is like all Sweden-like laws, obviously. If there's a tie, the prosecutor can ask for a new trial. So if ASAP is convicted, a judge will then decide a sentence a week later. So a reminder, what I said earlier is two members of ASAP Rocky's crew have also been charged with the same crime and they are also pending trial. However, we're not getting news and updates on them because guess what? They're not ASAP Rocky and Trump isn't in these streets tweeting and adding them because guess what? It's not getting him the headlines. So ultimately, we are all on the edge of our seats trying to figure out ASAP moms, Rocky, ASAP mom, I'm sorry, what are you trying to say? ASAP Rocky's mom. Oh, okay. Thinks that Sweden is out to get her son. Are you drunk? No, I'm over you. (laughs) That's not the same thing. Well, I'm. I'm, You should be able to be over me and still like read words. Well, his mom thinks that Sweden is out to get her son and she believes it's because he's black. Even though ASAP himself said he will not make this a race issue in the assault in the assault case because he doesn't know how it feels to be in Flint, Michigan, Michigan drinking water that's not um, clean. So he doesn't know that. He said that recently. Or are you talking about what he said before? In, in the before. So okay. because of that, he doesn't want to bring race into it because okay. he doesn't think racism is the problem mm. because he doesn't know about racism because he's privileged. He with doesn't his know about racism <laughs> with it. <laughs> So this case to me is so like bonkers because, you know, you had this whole situation, which which we talked about before, where ASAP, you know, was being pursued allegedly by these guys. And then they have altercation with his security. And then somehow that leads to literally ASAP and like two other guys in his entourage like attacking these guys. And I'm not going to say that, like, the guys, uh, you know, weren't pursuing them and weren't, like, Because we weren't there. Right, exactly. But I wasn't there. The problem that... I don't know about you in your life. But the problem that ASAP is going to have is that, you know, even when you watch the video, it's like, three of you on one? 
or two or whatever. It's just like it looks a certain way. And I think that that's a problem that he's going to have moving forward. And then you have the president who inserts himself, which we briefly talked about last week, where he thought that he could insert himself and Jared Kushner and whoever else, Pompeo, I guess, because he's a secretary of state. Um, into the situation, but Sweden was basically like Trump. You. Basically, no Trump. Basically, was like was like lions. Are you with me? And mm. no one was with him. <laughs> lions in Sweden, yeah. and they basically were like, um, so we don't give a fuck about what you think about this. Stay over there in your lane, Trump. And they had called the ID. They didn't pick out the phone. And so it's interesting because then Trump tweets very disappointed in Prime Minister Stefan Löfven. For being unable to act. Sweden has left our African-American community down in the United States. I watched the tapes of ASAP Rocky, and he was being followed and harassed by troublemakers. Treat Americans fairly. Hashtag free Rocky. Like, Trump, fuck you. This, while I feel like, I don't even know, maybe ASAP shouldn't still be over there. This is not something that's on my radar as an everyday African-American problem. Mm -mm. And it's just so ridiculous to me for him to be tweeting about things like this instead of Flint. Or any number of other actual real problems that face the African-American community. So it's like, get your life together as usual. You are out of touch. And and it's like, he's really... It's because Kim Kardashian called him. It is, but he's using this as like a, oh, this is what African-Americans care about. And it's like, you have no fucking idea what African-Americans care about. Because you're an idiot. Trump should obviously have stayed out of it. It will be... uh, I mean, we don't know where this is going to go. We don't wanna, don't know what's going to happen with ASAP Rocky. Hopefully, at the very least, he's learned a very valuable lesson with this. Child, who knows? Because the, the interview because that now we read, he's, and child, he's he facing many lessons. He's facing two years though at this point. So we will be watching and we will be reporting. And that, my friends, is unfiltered, unbothered. Moving on to shuffle and repeat. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I was doing a monotone. Oh, I don't know. Did you I not hear it? What you mean? What was the monotone? Like, you know, when you're like, million to, uh, you know? Yeah, but why? Because I was trying to be funny. Well, apparently it didn't land. <laughs> Fucking bitch. It crash landed. It's so no, well, there's a lot of crashing over here. <laughs> so shuffle and repeat music. There was lots of music that came out. Um, and I, I'm apparently the first one, so I'm just going to keep on talking. Yes, please keep talking. So BJ, the Chicago kid, he came out with his new album, 1123. It was his first in the last three years. He hasn't really come out with anything new. He had a, a few mixtapes um, and some collaborations, but this is his first big body of work. Um, over, why are you leaning over here, bitch? Uh, overall, the album... You know, it was interesting to listen because there was a lot of features. So too I, many features, I, as far as I'm concerned. I was really intrigued by that because his first album didn't have as many. Um, also, if you listen to the first album, there was like these, these, there were these religious overtones that actually made it really cool. That like it could have been a gospel album or a gospel song, like Chance the Rapper, but just like an R and B singer. Yes, but essentially, you know this this album. It didn't quite match that. Um, you know, I think that although he still leaned into this whole R&B and it being like soul, there were some vibes that I liked on it. Like a few songs that I liked was the Feel the, the, feel the Vibe with Anderson Pack, 
Rather Be With You and Champagne were like the three stars that I I liked out of the album. Um, Chance Rapper was one of the artists that also that um, that um, was featured. So overall, I mean, I think the album is decent. It wasn't what I expected. I expected, I guess, something a little different than what we received. What was your 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 thoughts, Ray? Yeah, I mean, I I concur. I guess for the most part, where it's like it wasn't what I expected, which not which isn't necessarily like a bad thing when you get something that's unexpected. But in this particular case, the thing that I noticed was that a lots of times. I found myself thinking that this didn't even feel like a BJ the Chicago Kid album or more specifically like certain songs didn't feel like they were his. It felt like he relinquished control to other artists. So like even the first song, which is Feel the Vibe, which to your point featured um, Anderson Pack, it felt like an Anderson Pack song because Anderson Pack started and then I was like, okay, well wait, what am I listening to? Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a bad song, not my favorite really either in a way. Champagne actually was probably one of my favorites because it did feel different for him, but like in a good way, um, where the production was a little bit more electronic because he's really kind of known to be in more of a live instrumentation space as far as production is concerned. And then back it up was the other song that kind of was noteworthy as far as I'm concerned, but it did lean a little Jeremiah to me. The album or the song? No, back it up, the song. And it felt like Jeremiah was singing in it, but there wasn't a credit. So Mm -hmm. I was confused because I was like, that's definitely not BJ the Chicago Kid's voice. But, you know, overall, I would say it's it's a competent release. Well, he's going to be here in Seattle in September at the Nectar Lounge. I'm surprised you don't want to go. I'm still interested. Oh. But that's my my um my view on BJ the Chicago Kid eleven twenty three Jesus okay moving on so her you know H E R um she has released a new song called twenty one um and it's cute it's like an ode kind of to coming of age because she literally is twenty one she's twenty two okay so I guess when she made this song she was like let me make this song about when I turn twenty one um which let that shit sink in. Um, but she's kind of talking about her life because obviously her life has changed recently where she really is like one of the artists who was popping, especially like in the R and B space. Um, and she's kind of talking about clout chasers and, you know, people who want to hitch their wagon to her now that she's successful. And she's basically kind of saying to those people, you know, slow down. Like we're not tight. Like we're not friends like that. Like I know you, maybe I interacted with you, but it's not that Mm -hmm. serious. And the more interesting part of the song for me is that despite all these things that she's saying about, you know, becoming more famous, that could be um, construed as being negative. She ultimately in the song is saying that she would not trade her success for anything in the world, which um, again, to me, that just is kind of like a a different take on that whole idea of, you know, once you become successful and popular, you have people who want to ride your coattails. Yes. You know what? And I think that, the song itself, I think it was. It's more gen. It's more. It's closer to the her that we fell in love with. Her last song, "Racks," wasn't really what I expected, uh, and we reviewed it on the pod. I think that twenty one was is cute. I don't. I also have questions about when her debut album's coming out. Yeah, because so do I. There's a lot of things being pushed out, but not a lot of projects being announced. Yeah. So more to come there. Um, 
but it was cute. I think that I would yeah. say that I would list, I would say stream it. It's it's a really cute love letter to the, the year that she's had and the success that she's been able to lead through um, while still remaining a little, you know, private. Yeah. Maybe. Right? Private? Because we don't know much about her life. No, that's true. I mean, we don't know that much about her. I and mean, she's given us Alicia Keys back when Alicia Keys came out. And she had that whole gimmick where she wouldn't show her face at first. Mm-hmm. So, And and because she had music out before that, I read when I was reading. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize she had music out before she actually changed her name to her. I think she was using her real name. Gabrielle. Back in the day where she had a song or two that came out that were not successful. And then she kind of went back to the drawing board and reemerged as her, which you were definitely an early adopter mm-hmm, of her. I was. Where you really, um, you really liked her music, which for me, it was a little sleepy at first. Mm-hmm, you're but, you know, eventually I did come along. So, yeah, but we take, I really it like takes her. Sometimes it takes you time, but it, it, you sometimes it takes everyone time. Uh, apparently. And sometimes it's quick than others the next one's you bitch <laughs> it is not it's oh. you there's too much music that get came your out. life together uh, chance the rapper released his <laughs> speaking of debut albums chance the rapper decided to release his album uh of 22 songs too many um probably 10 songs too many at least 10 uh it's called the big day uh and yes i said debut album um <laughs> you may think that the coloring book was his debut but that actually was a mixtape uh, and he, yes, I said debut as well. Cause he had other mixtapes that came out. Uh, at this point, I don't even know what constitutes an album and separates it from being a mixtape. Like, is it just because they decided that's what they want to call it? I don't know. You should do that research. That's kind of the way I feel like it, where it's like, oh, I can have this like collection of songs that I release. And if I call it a mixtape, then it's not my album. That's true. <laughs> so it, <laughs> Well, first off, Ooh, the album seemed didn't... to be struggling. What happened? You don't like it? I'm trying to talk. Okay, go on. Okay, don't cut me off before <laughs> I cut you off. That's rich. Um, okay, so it didn't actually. So usually, people that be up on Fridays, it didn't get on the streaming services until the morning. So you actually what stood up till midnight and said, "Oh, new albums coming out," and then six a.m. is six seven a.m. This is when it came out. When it um his album came out, so fans were hungrily waiting to oh, um, hungrily uh, press the upload oh, download my. button, bitch. That sounds because it just came obscene. out. So I would say, excuse me, I would say that um the album in general, like it's it's a pretty decent album. I would say decent is the word I would use because it, it is long, as I've shared. But what was missing, um from this album that the coloring book had was cohesion. I think that this album really was very eclectic with their features, with the, the songs choice, the, where he was paying homage to certain errors of music. And it almost felt like some of them were ultimately a ploy for people to use the tracks in these TikTok videos or like, what's the other one called where people record themselves lip singing. I don't know what you're talking about. The one that, I saw on the Destiny Child. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like people, I feel like he was trying to find songs to do that. It just Ye- not Yammer. It's, I don't remember it's so much of that. Yeah. And what I loved about his, about coloring book was that it had like this, um, gospel, you know, almost like it was a nod to gospel, right? It, had it religious was a hip hop gospel sermon. Basically it was what you could say. And even moments were like thoughtful and there was tra- there was tragedies that were discussed and it was 
playful still. It was a really good mixtape. Hence why it won a Grammy um, in 2017, I think. This album, like I said, it just felt very out there. Like, what's his name? Sean Mendes, Mendes was on it. Mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion was on it. Nicki Minaj was on it. There just was a lot of people that I'm just like, this too much. Too much. Like, too many features that, like, were just all over the place. It just didn't feel cohesive. Okay. Um, there was a few songs I liked, mm-hmm. um, but it... It's an album that I feel like you put on and three hours later it's still playing. No, no, I agree with you there. I was like, is this shit still and on? And I know you did a deep dive, bitch. And he was talking about, <laughs> you have like six pages of research on this because you were in there doing notes, I bitch, do not have six pages of notes on this, but I do have... You have notes, I did though. a deep dive, though. That's Are good. you done? I'm, I'm done. Okay, great. So... <laughs> Excuse me? First of all... Chance the Rapper is 26 years old. So, again, let that shit sink in. He's born in 1993, which Girl, I was like. I was in college. I said. I was in college. No, I wasn't. Um, was I? I was in fifth grade. So 1993, though. What was I doing in 93? I don't know what you were doing. Ooh, I was watching God a big comfy couch. Knows. I was watching a big comfy couch. Okay. So, <laughs> I doubt that. Um, I love the big comfy couch. Was, but I doubt you were watching that in 1993. Couch. It's fine. Wait, 93 was our... Yeah, Yo, was you were it. seven. I was watching it. <laughs> Not to, like, give your age, but... I was watching it. The big curry <laughs> couch. That has nothing to do with Chance the Rapper. <laughs> yeah, because the 93 is when it was... I was watching it. Okay. So, you know, to your point, 22 tracks. 19 of these tracks actually have features, which are not actually credited... When you go to your streameries, your streaming services to to look at the songs, there are no actual like features. Yeah, that's what, Beyond, that's what Kanye singing. does. Um, so for me, like it starts with All Day Long, which is a, a song that has John Legend. And the thing that I kept going back to it in my mind was is Chance a rapper a rapper or is Chance a rapper a singer? Is he both? Like he's both. It feels very like Lauren Hill, but just no, like bitch. for it feels a new very Nelly, bitch. Where it's like <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for Nelly, we want to have or Drake sing, or Drake sing rappers because Drake no, Nelly a lot started of these streets. Yeah, but I feel like Drake really perfected that whole yeah, like Nelly. I'm a singer it, as well because Nelly started. Nelly was give Nelly his roses, but Nelly wasn't really singing. Yeah, huh? Not really. All right, bitch. I'll put it on when we get done taping. <laughs> yes, and you'll please, realize it. Please do. Please you'll do. listen to it and you'll figure do these dishes okay. and you'll be like oh uh, yeah you doing no dishes okay but so um again we start with all day long it's an okay song he's singing and john legend is singing um do you remember is um a song that actually has a vocal by ben gibbert who is the lead singer of um death cab for cutie I never really been into them don't know who they are um but i actually like that song um but the first song that really like kind of made my ears perk up was eternal which features features um, Smino, which is... Are like, you drunk, bitch? <laughs> Maybe. You can't talk, bitch? Maybe, bitch. Maybe I am. Um, but it features vocals by Smino, which I actually like Smino. I like some of his songs. Um, and this is one of the songs um, that references him being married. So, like, the big day, it's like, okay... You know, it feels like a reference to his wedding, which did happen, I think, within the past like year, year mm-hmm. and a half. Um, and it, the refrain is side chicks can't dance like this. Side in words can't dance like this. We can be eternal. And they say that quite a few times throughout the song. So it's really it's pretty interesting to me for him to kind of be referencing this whole like side 
mm-hmm. inward side chick culture that we're living in right now where people are kind of glorify that. If you're online, you see people glorifying that every day where he's kind of saying, yeah, like that's not cool and it's not cute to be a side piece, whether mm-hmm. you are a male or a female. Um, another song that, um, was interesting to me was I Got You, Always and Forever, which features a vocal by In Vogue, um, as well as, um, Ari Lennox and Kiara Sheard. And In Vogue actually has a writing credit on Uh-oh. this. So, Kuching, first of all. But it's very 90s. Not Kuching, no. Yes, very 90s, kind of like a throwback. And Kuching, not to, no. Kuching. But not to bling say, bling. But not to say that In Vogue is not making their own money, because they are actually They're, They've been on tours for the last 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> the people on stage may change, but the the tour has continued. <laughs> they have not been on tour for sixteen years. <laughs> First of all, it's not even the original members; it's two original members, and then I mean, I that feel as though woman. that the tour has been the, the <laughs> never ending tour. It's been about like eighteen. Like months why? Maybe. Why aren't they on the highest grossing artists in in the year? Because, because they're not playing those. But kinds they literally of they should then that you know what they should do they should do the last ten years, bitch, and I bet you they'd be rise to the top. Because they have been on tour for 16 years. Oh my gosh, I can't. Okay, so then The Big Day, which obviously is a title track, is one that is actually one of my favorites, which features vocals by Francis and the Lights. They're apparently a pop band out of Oakland. Never heard of them. Mm -mm. But I love the production on that track. It is very different. It's kind of heavy, but cool. And at one point, there's, he's, there's all your notes for the, the. I mean, I know it was 22 tracks, be quiet. but good God, be quiet. nobody, nobody. We're not even hear. halfway through. Nobody bitch. wants to hear from you right now. So it's really cool. And he starts screaming lyrics at one point. Yeah, I didn't like that song. <laughs> you didn't like that song. Mm-mm. But this is a song where I was kind of wondering. Felt, felt very erratic. I was like, is he like singing about the wedding? Is he singing about the birth of his child? Like, I was confused about what the big day was exactly. Or the birth of the album. And then he's like, you know, at one point he says, you know, well, actually, throughout the song, they say, oh, my God, think it's the greatest day of my life. I'm so glad you arrived. So, again, it's like the arrival of your child, the arrival of your wife and your life. I'm not really sure. But the only way to survive is to go crazy. And then at that point, he goes crazy and starts, like, screaming obscenities. But I actually am into it. Yeah, I was not. So, Handsome is a song that Damn, features... Bitch, we are, we only at track 10, y'all. I apologize. Handsome features Megan Thee Stallion, which I'm not a fan. I don't know how you feel I about don't, her. I don't know anything about her. It's like his version of a mumble rap song, only he's actually enunciating. And then she gets on there and starts rapping about her vagina and giving head and, like, things that make me sigh. But... You know, whatever. Mm-mm. But so wait, well, that, so maybe now, that's what she's proud of. There are two more songs I want to talk about. Only two more. Well, that's that's surprising. Even though I have more notes than that. Yeah, okay. we could have done a whole ass episode. We, we actually could have, which was surprising to me because I'm like, I'm not usually like this hyped up for like hip hop albums. But Ballin' Flossin', which is a song that you mentioned earlier that fe- features Shawn Mendes um, and someone called DJ Casper. I'm like, okay. Oh, was that the one that DJ the Friendly Ghost? Okay, no, sure. maybe he. That was that. Maybe that's Casper, the guy that was dating J Lo. Oh, I hope not. Mm, go ahead. I mean, well, I mean, good for him if it is. Um, so this song made my ears perk up like do 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 do. Okay, immediately what? because it's a house song. For anyone who doesn't know, house is like dance music. House leans a little homosexual, if I'm being honest. And it actually samples Brandy's I Want to Be Down, which you have to listen kind of closely to catch that. 
no, but you there don't. is a sample. So, would you, what, I'm sorry, you said no, you don't. Mm, you don't have to. Oh, really? It was it was obvious okay. to me. All right, well, I'm glad you feel that way. So, uh, well, maybe because I like the song, bitch. Maybe. I mean, I don't know, but maybe I for, don't like this song. No, I was like, I, you didn't like no. it. Mm-mm. Oh my god, not everything needs to be sampled, bitch. <laughs> so, um, lyric. He That's says, like when you walk past the um Chinese food in the mall, and like you don't get the Panda sample. Express. You don't need to get a sample or Costco. Or Costco. Nope. Not everything needs to be sampled. Okay, but some people like samples. Well, then you can like the song then. <laughs> he says, yeah, when you feeling bad, man, stunt. Chance here. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I'm going to keep it a hundred. A hundred. 50,000 grand with y'all right now. I'm in this bitch feeling myself. And then he goes on this whole like part of the song where he's talking about like dancing And it's so interesting to me because to hear a straight cisgender male talk about it in this way, where he says, and I quote, tell me all the money that you make off that, that you make off that peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat, peanut butter jelly with a peanut butter jelly. Y'all ain't ready for this jelly. It'll break y'all back. It'll break y'all back. So he's talking about like dancing, like nobody's watching, which I thought was really intriguing for someone like him to Damn. talk about dancing in that way in a song that is a house song. So it just was fascinating to me that there was this nod to gay culture on this album, in my opinion. Other people may disagree. And then there's a whole other section of the song where he's talking about bouncing and telling the listener or the audience to bounce in a way that feels like a nod to ball culture. Don't know if you caught that because you probably didn't even listen to the whole song. You should you should go back and listen to it because he felt to me like precious where he literally was like calling the ball where he's telling people what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And I was just very intrigued by that, despite the fact that Shawn Mendes was involved. I'm not a Shawn Mendes fan. Never okay, so Never the last song... Be. I thought this was the last song, no, bitch. I said two. Oh, my God. <laughs> the last bitch. song was <laughs> Zanies and Fools, I don't which know is one. the last song on the album, which features Nicki Minaj, which is this may be the song that some of you may have heard about where there's a lot of buzz about the things that she said in the song where people are wondering about whether she's pregnant or not. But the interesting part about the song for me is that it has an Afro beat, but it actually also has a sample of Rogers and Hammerstein's stage Cinderella. What song? Cinderella. Oh, impossible. So they're saying impossible. They're saying that throughout the entire song. I was so fascinated by this. It's so cool. The production is so good. I thought it was Kanye West. I had to read the liner notes and it was like, no sidebar, no Kanye West song made this album Mm -hmm. and they were working on music. Mm -hmm. Like they were on Instagram, wherever they were working on music and none of that music made the album, Mm -hmm. which is very, very interesting to me. But Rodgers and Hammerstein has a co-writing credit so on Chance the Rogers Rapper. and Hammerstein is making money off of Ariana Grande and Chance the Rapper. <laughs> so I say all this to say that I was quite um, I say all this to say. enthusiastically um, listening to this album. And I would suggest that you give it a stream because it is it's songs, a lot. So. It's a little all over the place. But in my opinion, not in a bad way. I like that he has used these different influences. It, it just didn't feel cohesive. And, that was my issue. Like yeah. I said. And, but it despite its lack of cohesiveness there'll be several songs for me personally that i'll be adding to my playlist 
Well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. you're adding something new to your playlist, bitch, because the list of this is already. <laughs> you're so shady. You can't even help yourself. <laughs> it is. So that, my friends, is shelf and repeat. We're going to move into um, what ha- happened was. What's your stories this week, bitch? So we talked about the Disneyland brawl. And um, I don't know if I think it was probably the week before last that we talked about that. Where the black family was fighting. It was very embarrassing for um, <laughs> arguably the entire race. Um, but uh, apparently three adults who were involved in that family brawl um, have actually um, or are actually facing multiple charges after that footage was released. So Avery, Desmond, Edwin Robinson, that's way too many names. 35 has been charged with five felonies and nine misdemeanors. Mm. And this is according to the Orange County District Attorney's Office. Orange County. So Avery allegedly attacked his sister, brother-in-law, and girlfriend at the park, endangering his child and three other children who were at Disneyland with the family, according to the release. So, you know, the one thing that I do like to do, you know, here on the pod is when we have stories like this, where it's kind of open-ended, because at the end of you were like, well, what happened? We like to make sure that we go back and let you know mm-hmm. what to happened. To level set. Um, not, <laughs> not to level set. Level set, set the levels. Level set's at the beginning. This is a follow-up that's different. Um, so (laughs) Avery is facing one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury Mm -hmm. and one felony count of assault Mm -hmm. with force likely to produce Mm -hmm. great bodily injury Mm -hmm. on a woman (laughs) with whom he was in a dating relationship. So, I mean, it sounds like domestic abuse to me. Why were you laughing? I was laughing because you were tapping me on my shoulder and you were making funny noises because you're a bitch. It's fine. No, it's okay. I'm used to it. (laughs) So his sister. Andrea Nicole Robinson, 40, has been charged with five, how old she is. five misdemeanors, including four misdemeanor charges of battery for attacking Avery and his girlfriend and one for just attacking her brother's girlfriend. The Orange County District Attorney's Office said this is a mess. They deserve it because this was crazy. I hope somebody is checking in on those kids and the old lady that was laid on her back in the park at that laid. time during. She was laid, okay, laid like a good, good, good lace front mm, mm, on the ground because she got front. out of her jazzy chair and she was knocked. She was to j- the ground. listen. I know about people that are jazzy. <laughs> listen, jazz hands. <laughs> no, not people. Her chair was jazzy. Um, <laughs> it's like I know. I live with a j- uh, j- jazz oh, hands. Bitch. Oh, you live with a jazz hands. Yes, I live with jazz hands, bitch. <laughs> you know, listen, uh, don't whatever. let Chicago come on, bitch. Whatever. All that jazz, bitch. That's fine. Moving. Roxy <laughs> Heart, bitch. Oh, I love that song. Oh, my God. That's like one of the. It's, uh, I, we did karaoke the last time. It was so good. That's not um, you. But I digress. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen. So, the last story and what had happened was this week is. You may have seen this video going around of um, unapologetic bigot, and her name is Nancy Goodman. So this white woman actually berated two black women at a North Carolina restaurant with a racial slur. um, And she said after the fact, when the news showed up at her house, that she was not sorry. So sorry, not sorry that I use the N word to describe these women. And I would do that shit again. Mm -mm. So um, when you watch the video, 
And it's so crazy because apparently she was saying that they were being loud and rowdy and I guess upsetting her or... Where, where was this at? At a restaurant? It was at a restaurant. I want to say it was in North Applebee's? Carolina. Um, I'm not sure it if they said North, what it restaurant it was. It was in North Carolina. Oh, Bonefish. Well, Bonefish is good. Um, Bonefish is a little elevated. That's bitch, not you know, Applebee's, bitch. bitch. You know, Bonefish is good. The Bang Bang Shrimp, bitch. Bonefish is like um, Applebee's without a budget. No, Bonefish is like Ruby Tuesdays. No, no, it's it's above Ruby Tuesdays. Bonefish is even above Red Lobster. Mm. Bonefish is elevated. Bonefish, Bonefish it is. is is cute. <laughs> the bang bang shrimp bitch I'm telling you well when they sh- when the news showed up at this bitch's house she had the nerve to say I'm not going to say I'm sorry to them because they kept pushing at it pushing at I what? would say it again to them they are the rudest individuals I have ever seen so the two women Shonda Stewart and Shonda Lakeisha and, Shaw and, mm-hmm. said they were enjoying their dinner when Goodman called them rude and complained that they were being too loud. And Stewart posted a video of the confrontation on Facebook where Goodman notices that she was being recorded and smiles widely before approaching the table to tell them they were too loud. The video that I saw, this bitch, the the white woman, she pulled out a phone and started recording them. The white woman did? Yes. I'm like, what does that mean? What are you doing this for? What I, I don't understand. And Shaw said in the video that the two women were paying for our food just like everyone else. Let me show you my money, Shaw said, after Goodman approached the table. It's just as green as yours. And that's when this woman, the bigot, said, you're so stupid, nigger. Oh. She needs Jesus. So, this is so crazy to me because it's kind of indicative of the environment in this country that our president is creating for bigots where they think that Not it's creating, okay. Has created. He has created this this environment for them where they feel perfectly fine with espousing hate in public forums, and they feel like they don't have to apologize. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about it? I think that this woman, old woman, needs to not go to Bonefish, and then Bonefish needs to um, ban her from all locations, bitch. And oh, what happened to this? What you doing? And um, you okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately we live in an, we live in America where this is uh, a story, and that <laughs> that's what people should be disappointed. Where this is a story, what okay? Do you mean by is that because old woman in these streets cursing and calling people out their name and saying racial slurs because she said that they were being rowdy. Isn't right. that what she said? She did. She said they were being loud. Loud. And they were they were rude. The and they people. were rude yeah. to her. Right. <laughs> Apparently. Or there was not clarity in that story. So I would love to know more about why she said they were being rude. Like how how did she know they were being rude? But, but does it matter? No, I just want to know her her point of view. Mm, okay. I mean I I'm not me, sticking up for my, my mom. I know you're not sticking up to her for her, but I don't feel like it matters whether they were being rude or loud or rowdy or whatever. It does not give you the right to use a racial. And she should epithet. not have approached nobody's table, bitch. No, she shouldn't have because she could have got her knife her she teeth could, knocked out. She could have. And then what she could have got her teeth knocked out, bitch. She would have been a toothless bitch. And then what what's gonna happen? <laughs> what's then, gonna happen? Then she would play victim. Because that's what they do. And she should just eat her bang bang shrimp and yes. been cute in these streets. Yes. Eat your bang or, you bang know what? shrimp instead of your teeth. Or go to Outback. Oh, God. Have you ever been to Outback? Yes. I don't know that I have. Oh, bitch, the um, Bloomin' Onion is good. Wait, have I ever been there? Yes. Not with you. I don't know about your ex. 
Any, anyway, on that note, <laughs> and so ends. <laughs> what happened was, so we'll move on to my final word. Mm-hmm. Do you have any setup for my final word? Ray always says a lot of shit, and this segment is for him just to do a whole, just do a whole ass dookie. And Ew, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Me either. That's not appropriate. Yeah, what's In the word, these bitch? Pod streets, bitch. You're just gross. Okay. So my final word. Oh, but I already week. see it. This is a good one because I can use this. I can use this earlier. <laughs> it's a word that I actually used in conversation this week with you, and you were like, hey, "What? What are you saying?" So the word of the week is Lilliputian. Mm-mm. Lilliputian. L I is an ice cream. L L I is an ice cream. P as in Peter. U T is in Tom. I is an ice cream. A is an apple. N is in Nancy. Lilliputian. It means trivial or very small. A trivial or very small person. Or thing. It's an adjective or it's a noun. In my opinion, President Trump and his penis are Lilliputian. That's too much. Lilliputian is what it's called? Mm -hmm. Girl, that (laughs) argument was Lilliputian. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, for anyone anyone who's wondering, this is... Oh, Lilliputians. Putian. Where do you you add letters? You add more L's. There's only two L's, not three. Like, what's the the plural of it? There isn't. Lilliputians. Oh, Lilliputian. And then can you do the It's I-N-G? an adjective. Can what you do, do you mean plural? No. Oh. Lilliputiating. So anyway. Pudiating. Anyway. Lilliputiating. Lilliputian <laughs> is. Lilliputiating. It's actually a literary reference to Lilliput. To Taylor Swift. Which is a fictional island that appears in the first part of the 1726 novel, Gulliver's Travels. So Mm-mm. in this case. Oh, bitch. Ooh. Come on, bitch. In what case? <laughs> I've had enough of you today. Lilliputian. I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know that it's a Lilliputian. That of, I have uh, had enough. And well, I the li- I'm Lilliputiating in this world. I can't with you right now. Well, that okay. is our final word. I cannot But no, I that. need to explain to okay. you where this comes from. In this from. case. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> this is a literary reference to Lilliput. Which is a fictional island that appears. You said in that in the Jonathan first. Smith. <laughs> All right, we gonna move on. Who is Jonathan Smith? Or no, Taylor bitch. Swift? No, you said Taylor Swift. Oh, Jonathan Swift. No, Jonathan Swift. Yes. Okay. That, my friends, is Ray's final word. <laughs> no, I have to go back. Why this is a thing is because this land is inhabited by tiny people who are about one twelfth. The height of the ordinary. Oh, this sound like cats. <laughs> Lily Pitch. Did you read Gulliver's Travels? I did. No. That, my friends, is <laughs> Ray's final word. All 16 minutes of him giggling in the background. Um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, be sure to do that at He Said He Said Pod. We're also on Facebook at that same uh, name, He Said He Said Podcast. Um, we are on Twitter at he said he said pod. We are on all your streaming services. Just find us, listen, and share. We love when people are also interactive. So be sure to like, comment, DM, email, bitch, do all the above. Share, 
because sharing is caring. It is. And we really, really do love interaction. So if you have ideas about things that you want to hear us talk about, we did have a listener or we do have a listener who's a friend of the pod who is out of California, who had some ideas about us adding a political segment to the show, which we definitely are going to do, but closer to the actual yes. election because we're, we're a little far out at this point. Yes. But that's the kind of feedback that we love. We want to know the types of things that you would like to hear us talk about. And you never know. That's we may actually talk a about a lot of motherfucking research. I don't know nothing. For me, not not really for you. Like, you can just react. Well, this whole episode was a reaction. <laughs> um, and what I want to say is we look forward to next week. And also, we have an announcement this tomorrow. So, please. was a reaction. Um, or we have an announcement this week, rather. Be sure to be following our social medias for the hot tea that will be spilled all over your chest. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Any worse than your giggles. <laughs> we really, my giggles are delightful, okay? And I'm going to let you know that mm, right now. Delicious. Anyway, we love you guys, and we will talk to Bye, you. Bye, Felicia. Next time. <laughs>